0: Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage podcast where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job and becoming a complete man. Cool. Well, we're back for uh, another episode of the Leverage podcast and uh, great to have you back, Jared. We had you on the show I think about a month ago. So yeah, uh,
1: it's great to be back.
0: Yeah, um, so it's Jared Syke Lawrence from uh, Modern Flirting, and um, if you guys didn't hear the last episode, definitely go check it out. Um, go over to you know podcast, you'll see it up there. Um, and I wanted to have you back on to chat about
1: more stuff because you know. I know it was fun <laughs> last time. I wanted to get I wanted to get back on here. <laughs> <laughs> so Modern Flirting, um, yep. is, I actually
0: had a client who just called me. I think like yesterday. Um, and he is terrible at flirting. All right. No, he's uh, a English is the second support. language. Uh, <laughs> and I was kind of embarrassed because he asked. me He was telling me about a, some dates he was going on, and he says to me, "He's like, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm really connecting with these girls." And I'm listening to that and thinking, "Okay, yeah, you might be connecting, but they're not mm-hmm. attracted to you. You're you're not right. creating any sort of sexual tension." Um, with, for him that was good because just getting or getting the reps and hanging out, going on dates, talking to women is what he needs. But he's asking me, well, how do I start like holding their hand or kissing them or escalating? Because every time I try, they're not reciprocal. And I'm like, well, that's because they're not attracted to you. Yeah, yes. And he's like, well, how do I touch them differently so they are? I'm like, you
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're missing a whole like phase in there. It's, it's, it's people trying to do a bubble gum and scotch tape job of like if I just hold her hand this way, right? And every the last hour I did is is negated. It's fine. It's like that's not how it works, dude. It's
0: like so. Where do I touch her? You know, I'm like no, no, no. So first of all, you might be having conversations
1: that you know you feel connected. He might feel connected. It doesn't mean she's feeling connected either. Exactly. Or really connected as like a as a friend, which is be typical,
0: right? And um, and I'm like, are you ever teasing her or, you know, changing the breaking rapport or having any sort of, you know, fun, flirty conversation? He's like, no, how do you do that? And I'm like, you know, you just tease her, you know, you tease her strengths, not her weaknesses. And he's like, well, can you give me some examples? And I'm trying to think, and I'm like, oh,
1: I can't think of any. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the old fallacy of like your, your comedian, like, all right, be funny, go right now, be funny. It's like, right. I don't know, it's one of those things has been a moment, but a, a great, a good way I like to describe the whole like breaking rapport thing. So a few things going on here. So first, I'd like to describe the whole breaking rapport thing as if you know the social script, like, what am I supposed to say to this? Mm-hmm. Just don't say that. Right. That's basically your breaking rapport. So it's like, how are you doing? Awful. Like, oh, what? It's a shock. It's, you don't, they don't get like, does this straight dress make me look fat? Yes. Yes, so like it's, it's just whatever you're not supposed to say say that and it's just unexpected and that's an easy way to break rapport for uh guys another one is silly answers mm-hmm. girl asks you know what you do and um, i think that old one was like i'm a lion tamer or just something that's just ass like
0: model not like that.
1: Ass <laughs> model yeah something that's just like not expected right mm-hmm. that's another easy way to just make it playful but I you know what wasn't taught to us when we first started this was uh was flirtation. It was not like really a thing when we got into it. It was always like be interesting, be cool, and then somewhere along the line finally make a move when it's after a ridiculous amount of time, right? Yeah. And I had to like go and like kind of research and discover what flirting was for myself because it's just not really talked about. Like everybody has a different definition. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like porn. I, I I can't define it, but I know it when I see it, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> right. that. So I actually just, I look at flirting as anything playful that has a sexual or a, a dating undertone or subcommunication.
2: communication.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm being playful with a girl, but, um, you know, don't make me spank you or something like that, that's, that's going to be flirty. That's not playful right. anymore because I have a little bit of that sexual undertone, Right uh you know you're amazing we should run away to vegas and get married together that's going to be flirty because that's that dating undertone and role play let's so, get married role play mm-hmm. those are my favorites role playing and role reversals are probably my favorite ways of like starting the flirtation going from playful to flirty
0: and role playing is great because it allows you to keep coming up with content within that role oh, play. Yeah. like if we're a married couple yeah. I can be like, fuck, you never do the dishes anymore. I used to be so, such a nice wifey. Now you're just fucking, oh, yeah. lazy, you know, used to cook for me, now you don't, right? It's so easy to come up with lines within you the context. You keep going
1: and playing with it. And, right. then, and then it becomes a you know, callback humor too later on. Yeah. So you see, but yeah, I love role plays. I, especially, and then the whole investment principle, if you get her into the role play as well, and then the, the ultimate is if you get other strangers involved in the role play, like yeah. you just introduce <laughs> her to somebody as your fiance or your, or your wife, now you're playing this role together, and that cemented more than anything.
0: You you look like such a baller when you do that to a girl on a first date. I, right. I had this. Uh, I took out this girl a long time ago, back when I was living in San Diego. It had to be in like 2000, I don't know, 2007 or something like that. 2008. I'd just gotten sure. into the game, and um, I I remember this this line. I was out on a first date. wasn't going very well with this girl. Uh, we were at like a a bar in PB playing pool, and this dude could tell we were on a first date and he came over to totally try to like cock block me and steal my date. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was aggressive. And it was like an empty dive bar. Um, and he comes over and he's like, so you guys were on a first date, huh? And I was about to say yes and just go for it. And then I remember this line, like, no, actually she's just my bratty little sister. And just saying that, like, the look on her face went from, like, oh, I don't know about this guy to, like, you know, she had just seen Santa Claus. me. <laughs> and she, she, like, latched onto me and grabbed me. And then we went outside and immediately started making out. It was the craziest transformation from girl, like, not into you to, like, totally into you. Um, and it was more of an effect of saying it to a stranger. So. oh
1: yeah anytime we, we involve other people in our little secret or whatever like it's just yeah it's, uh, that conspiracy thing um one of the other classic ones i love to do also is if a guy's trying to talk to my girl i like beg him to take her like can you just get her out of here can you can you take her home already please take her off yeah. my hands like
0: please just take god she's the worst but you'll yeah. love her though trust me
1: yeah no, no she's great for you just this. <laughs> oh my god I I love it. It's it's, And it's so, it was always so counterintuitive, the more just push them away. And then at least in a playful, like there's later, you know, you have to make that, you do have to make a real connection and, and get a lot of investment that way. But early on, just that nonstop, like I love it where, where the girl has no idea if I'm about to be sweet or I'm about to just like be a douche and be a dick and just push her away. You know, it's always that anything can happen. I think that's what makes it so fun on a data interaction is that nonstop rapport cycle.
0: Yeah, and I think how long
1: it takes a while to get good at that. Um, oh yeah, you know
0: you got to go on a lot of dates. You have to have a lot of conversations. Do a, you know a lot of interactions? Um, do you have any tips to kind of speed that process up? Because I mean, I'm absolutely with my, I'm just like, listen, man, it's going to take a while. You got to just drill it, drill it, drill it. You can even get on calls with other guys and role play. That can be good. Um, it
1: always I always get like. I've tried that. <laughs> it just turns into like. I don't know. That's one of the things I, I offer, though. In in um in my course, I have guys. I have a bunch of girls, uh, who are my like demo girls. I really don't know what to call them. Better yeah. be drill girl. <laughs> drill girl. Drill. Night drill? <laughs> you want you want you want the <laughs> drill girls? <laughs> but um, so with the demo girls, like they that's literally what they do. They go an hour on like Skype or Zoom or whatever, and they just talk to them, do it again, repeat, mm-hmm. try different stuff out, and then the girls give them their advice if it, if it like felt right to them. Or if it looked off, and so like that actually helps a lot. Um, yeah. if, if you know the guy wants to, you know, pay for a girl to to do that with. Another way of speeding it up, though, is what we were talking about before the podcast is social circle. Like if you're yeah. just around girls, as even as friends, you could just constantly be practicing fucking around with them. You don't have to be escalating or flirty or trying all that stuff, but you can definitely do build rapport, break rapport, nonstop.
2: Yeah, great practice for
1: for friends. Um, he to would a degree, struggle guys to do it. What's that? Guys tease, to a degree, guys tease each other and, and do it. It's it's different. Yeah. But um there's definitely, you know, camaraderie and teasing and breaking rapport and obviously building rapport with guys as well. But it is different than if you had like female friends or girls that you can do it with. Because sure. you get their typical type of responses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's not really quite in the place yet where he I mean, he he would struggle to build a social
1: circle. Um, oh, this is the guy with flirting problems. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I would tell him just every two things is for report break every time he knows what he's supposed to say say the opposite mm-hmm. and it's a, the answer and then also um he should should tell him like you're not allowed to make connections anymore stop because what's happening is like there's five vibes i i mean i don't know your take on this but there's i feel five vibes people go through right when they when they meet which is one is like the uh the comfort uh vibe yeah. just comfortable hanging out then we go to playful then flirty then connecting then sexual and it just keeps bouncing back and forth between these but like that keeps pushing it from comfort to sexual so if he's skipping playful and flirty and just trying to connect then really he's just connecting as a friend it's just all you have is comfort yeah and when you try to go sexual it's awkward because you don't have the prerequisite there right so i would just tell these guys like just stop trying to make connections and being mr romantic suave and shit and just like focus on fucking around with her focus on yeah the flirtation of making everything dating uh, an undertone of dating or sexual innuendos or and stuff you know and be okay with it not being this romantic connection at first
0: right yeah that's good that's really good advice that's basically exactly what he needs well he needs both he needs to because he's he's not so good at the comfort part
1: either <laughs> but uh okay, you know, well, <laughs> <laughs> we have to. We have to just go over the fundamentals. <laughs> Let's just kill them. What do you think about that? Yeah, just <laughs> weed, weed them out. Sorry, like I tried, man. <laughs> that would motivate okay. some people. It's like either you graduate the program or you die. Like yeah. I right, just,
0: sorry, I'm serious about it. You know, it's not going to work out.
1: <laughs> so, give me what's been going on with
0: you. You've you know seen your posts on uh, Facebook. You're yeah. partying quite a bit on houseboats on lakes
1: boats and hoes and all, all that good stuff <laughs> i just um, got back from a good boats
0: and hoes trip in lake como uh
1: see i hate you're the only guy i hate talking about slow circle with because you're always just doing one extra level of epicness you know it's like oh yeah you know i went to this cool uh festival it's like oh yeah we went to like the burning man of, of ukraine like, <laughs> my like, god damn it well i went on a boat thing it's like oh yeah yeah i just took a yacht out in the maldives with all the playboy models <laughs> And I'm like, I don't like talking to you, man. Like, I just talk to
0: you so I can so razz you about this stuff.
1: I know. I'm like, God, come on.
0: That's why I have you on the podcast, really, just so I can be like, hey,
1: Perfect. so what have you been doing lately? Well, I've been doing that. Well, it's just so you know. <laughs> the, but, one uh, the, one yeah, the one upper. Yeah, the one upper. I'm so jealous. I'm really thinking about um, making a Eastern Europe trip, maybe doing Ukraine, uh, Croatia, Sudan. Yeah, um, come out and visit, man. Germany. I know my boy Darius wants to do something, so maybe I could just do like a fun little I don't know how much business would it be, but maybe a fun little tour. You
0: know? Yeah. Well we can you know, we can record some stuff and and Everyone. make it worthwhile. But um yeah, the uh the beauty of Europe is everything's so close.
1: And how much is a plane trip from Ukraine to Germany?
0: You can do Ryanair or I don't know, if you book in advance twenty five bucks or whatever their cheap rates are
1: wait 25 bucks for a flight no
0: sometimes yeah germany to ukraine they've got super cheap ones um if, if i were to book it for tomorrow it'd be like 100 bucks it depends on how far in advance but nothing yeah
1: nothing yeah no my god yeah. holy shit okay so i might be visiting you soon uh because i'm thinking of going to oktoberfest so
0: oh yeah i've been wanting to go to that forever we could uh,
1: maybe we could do a uniting in uh, oktoberfest and then check out ukraine or whatever
0: yeah yeah that'd be fun.
1: We're going to talk um. later on this, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we're definitely going to talk later on this, part, but yes, I think that'd be epic. We could record some stuff. Uh, both of us in Oktoberfest, I think would just be a riot and it'd be so much fun. I, um, but as far as, far as what I've been doing lately, I also, if I finally got my book out. Um, mm-hmm. I, which was funny. I mixed, I missed the book launch as the official one. So I've been, I'm able to like, I've been giving it out for free still, um, to, to people who take action, who message me and who I talk with. So um, again, it was supposed to be last. Month. I, th- I remember I think, I think it was coming out or something, but um, it, it got delayed. So the book launch officially is August 5th and the book is called the psychology of modern flirting, like about 260 pages, something like that. And uh, yeah, so it's coming out soon. And obviously for anybody listening to leverage and just all you got to say is Robbie's name and I'm more than happy to give you the book for free. Just message me. You can email me at psych at modern or better yet, just add me on Facebook. That's the easiest way. Honestly, yeah, I don't even know. I think like up. emails become obsolete.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just definitely. Jared,
1: psych Lawrence. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: how long did it take you to write the book?
1: So it depends on your definition of it. So basic. so truly, truly, I would say three weeks, right? But that's not really how it went. I started. Uh, one day, and I wrote a little bit, and then I wrote a little bit more, like in, in three or four days, and maybe I got like a chapter or two. And then I kind of just stopped and got busy with other stuff. Then I'm like, man, I'm slacking. I need to get this book done. So then I just shut myself in a room for two days and I wrote the book in two days. Wow. But from start to finish, it'd be about three weeks, but I really just kind of woke up, wrote, went at it then, until I went to bed and then woke up, went at it. I, Cause I'm the kind of guy, I don't want to do like a little bit, do other stuff a little bit. Like I just wanted to just zero in, focus, and no distractions.
0: Well, that's a huge, uh, hugely important concept. Have you uh, heard of Cal Newport? Deep work. Say deep
1: work. I don't remember Cal Newport.
0: He's the author of. uh, It was a you know national bestseller, New York Times, whatever. I've Um, heard deep, yeah. (laughs) And that's his whole thing. It's everyone is incredibly unproductive these days because we're just constantly getting interrupted by social media, by our phones, by you name it all the notifications right i literally
1: just put my phone away all of it like i had i did deep work without realizing
0: yeah um and he has some case studies in the book where he talks about uh, i forget which writers maybe it was you know philosophers from the past maybe some ancient greek plato sophocles whatever um and they did i know these guys personally and they
1: did some they did some yeah they went out (laughs) they went out in the cabin you know uh but yeah they didn't they didn't have anything else to do. how else do you do deep work when you're just living in a cave or some fucking shit and there's nothing else to do other than deep work I'll well, try yeah. the best example but okay yeah not the best maybe you have some other ones whatever just kind of ship you <laughs> <laughs>
0: mastered deep work but um no it's impressive that you got it done so fast And a lot of people say they've got a book in them, you know, but no one ever gets around to writing it.
1: And uh, that was me for a while until I got a fire under under my ass and I want to write another one. I want to, um, so my, my, my structure, the way I I show people how to move an interaction with a girl from start to finish, uh, I just call it my attraction ladder Mm -hmm. and, um, basically like 15 steps. And obviously the first step is starting the interaction. And I, I wrote another book on that, uh, how to meet your dream girl tonight. So that was the first one, I, the first book I wrote, and I would like to go back and write up uh another one on the second step of uh, the, the second rung in the ladder, which is a conversation. I would love to, because that's another right after people approach. The key thing I always keep talking about is I run out of things to say. I always run out of things to say. uh yeah. What do I talk about? And I'm like, I'll just want to write a whole book on just I don't know. I call it conversation mastery. Never run out of shit to say. Like just, <laughs> just like stop bitching about it. you don't have shit to say. Read this, you'll have shit to say. Like this. Well, let's let's know?
0: talk about that because you know people never have shit to say or they, they have don't. too much shit to say. So give me some give me some good shit from the book,
1: the book that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> All I right, chapter one, chapter thirty five. All right, now that it's on here, now I actually do have to write this thing. It's wonderful. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. I like it. It's motivating, pretty do it. But I guess what do
0: you say to a guy who's like, oh, I never know what to say or I suck at conversation.
1: Uh, you know, there's a few things. One is the, the classic, just you can give them some routine or give them some, uh, sound bites or things just to get started. So they don't have that excuse because a lot of times it's just an excuse where they don't want to get started or they, uh, like, like the training wheels type aspect. Uh, but that's over. I mean, that's a good start, but it doesn't really fix the problem of not knowing where to take the conversation and how to go about it. So the technicals of it come down to one being able to associate. Realizing certain things in conversation are associated with other things, connecting those dots that allows you to transition from one thing in the conversation to another. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if I said I, I, uh, I'm taking a flight to go visit you in the Ukraine, right? Now, listen to that sentence. I'm looking for the leads that leads me to the next thing I could talk about, which would be flight or Ukraine or, in this case, you. You know, I'm taking a flight to visit Rob in Ukraine. Flight, Robbie, Ukraine. These are all leads. I associate anywhere around those leads, and then I can make conversation on a transition so for instance ukraine i associate with eastern europe and then eastern europe i associate with germany and um oktoberfest that's how i literally came up with the oktoberfest thing we were talking about earlier like my mind is associated to that and that's where i'm like you know what we could do this and that'd be a cool idea so that connects the dots and a lot of people don't realize that like just go off of what was being said or done and that will lead you to the next bit of conversation even if the girl doesn't Give you much you can just go off of one of your own leads yeah um on I think top of that of the, is
0: yeah the problem right. i think that what fucks guys up from doing that is they're like thinking about what to say next so they're not even hearing yes. the nouns yes. in the sentence to know what to go off of next cuz they they're having their own conversation in their mind i know and then all of a sudden like ooh it's like when the teacher calls on you when you've been sleeping in class right they call you they're and you and right. you're just uh wait I, where am i
1: yeah. yeah, you know. I they, mean, what I'm talking they, about is the super technical aspects of it. I'm talking about like right. the actual like this is technically how one thing moves to the other. But if you're actually in in an interaction thinking like that, you're you're already fucked. You're fucked. Like, you yeah. can't be just going like that's the lead. Associate now, okay? <laughs> like you can't be doing fucking algebra in interaction, right? Right. So this is more stuff like conversational drills guys can do at home, things they can practice and thinking about uh, ways of you know mapping conversations in their mind so they can see it, visualize it, drill it play around with it when, when you're actually in person it's more about knowing what kind of topics are good uh we use to on like shit crack uh topics whether it's the unknown festivals party scene whether it's alien storm in a storming area 51 or pop culture or you know whatever the hell right yeah um just knowing what kind of topics are good and what topics are bad politics religion death whatever um and really what i would say a big one just from so i, I kind of went off on the the outer skills the, the technical skills of conversation, the inner work of conversation is kind of what you're saying is just be, stop thinking about yourself. Stop worrying about yourself. Focus on them. Yeah. People keep thinking the answer is in their head. They keep thinking like, I got to pull uh, a line out of my ass. And then like, that's so hard to do. It goes back to what we were saying. Like, Oh, go be funny. Or, yeah. Oh, you know, here bloody... give me a breaking report example. Yeah. yeah. Be, <laughs> show me a flirting example. <laughs> like what? Right. I pull some out of my ass. Cause that's not what we do. we we're, we're What we're doing is we're watching the girl or the guy, we're watching the people, and they're giving us things to play off of. You know, like we're thinking, what how what are they thinking? What are they doing with their body language or facial expressions? What did they say and do that I can now um associate and comment on? So stop filtering, say whatever, make the fucking mistakes, it's not that serious. That's more like the the inner uh type of advice for people who struggle with conversation.
0: What do you do? So switching gears a little bit, but same vein of conversation. Last night, um, I had some buddies in town, and we did a karaoke night, which is very popular in I Ukraine. Love that! Uh, love that. <laughs> fucking hilarious. The girls are so into karaoke here. Like every place is karaoke. God,
1: you live <laughs> in like fucking Disneyland. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Really so, I would so much rather do my shit with karaoke stuff versus just clubs all the time. Oh, and- uh, the clubs. Yeah. I'm so sick
0: of the clubs because karaoke great. You get a table, right? It's, you know, I love it. Yeah. Everyone's there. So I think we had six or seven girls, friends that you know, came out to dinner karaoke. I had three guys visiting. Um, one guy brought his girlfriend. The other three guys were single. Two did a pretty good job of integrating into social circle, hanging out with the girls. One guy it's funny oh, he's <laughs> he's um he's very quiet, okay. and he does really well if he goes out and he does day game or he uses tinder or goes out and hits on girls one on one, but put him in a social circle scene he just yeah he just fucking stands there
1: um, i have seen it, this more stoic, very chill uh yeah i've I've seen guys like that they're they're very good at one on one because they can make that like feeling of connection going on but they just can't deal with all the they can't deal with the energy
0: yeah basically um and i i tend to see that quite a bit when it may just be the function that the girls that i party with are just so completely outrageous um that too (laughs) it's like what the fuck do i do like with this insane people jumping around um but how often do you run into that when in uh you know, in your dealings. And who are you partying with mainly? Because the, the hard part is finding guys that can keep up.
1: Like Oh my god, yeah. So that's the hardest I mean, part. on, my camera just kinda shut. Mm-hmm. So my thing is I have fun little rules or ways I go about it. Let me go okay. Um well so the first question is yes, I see that all the time. Guy the, the, the stoic guys who can be a lot of guys can be good with a uh, cold approach, but they're just off of a social circle. Right. Um, and it's also how how they're training for a cold approach. So the, the way I train my guys for for cold approach is going to make them specifically also really good with social circle. They're not just going there to like just be aggressive right off the bat and do all these like high octane, high risk, you know, uh, moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually learning how to morph an interaction from start to finish and build that comfort, build a connection, build a flirtation, build sexual tension uh you know all the way through the attraction ladder so with my style of teaching it, i want to prepare my guys for a social circle because to me that's the ultimate you don't want to be the guy who's nonstop stop just creeping on girls uh everywhere you go and that's the only way you can meet a girl but um how to surround yourself that is tough like identifying which guys are key um it all kind of just when you go into the 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 nightlife scene I, I i basically just kind of see what guys are normally out and um you you meet a bunch of girls so here okay, here's how i'll tell you exactly how i do it i, I never really broke this down like to this in depth i've always just been like find a cool guy find a guy who's a social connector if he's A social connector which a social connector means he just knows lots and lots of people right so mm-hmm. if that's a case chances are he's not bad with people otherwise how the fuck would he know all these girls and right. These guys right so, so by default, this guy knows what he's doing. He's not a weirdo. He's calibrated. So, what I'll do is I'll just meet a lot of girls myself, and maybe I'll just go up to any rent to start with. I'm gonna give my whole God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my whole fucking uh, uh, structure wage for for free on, on leverage. So you guys do for free, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll break it down for you guys. So this is exactly what I do. I go and I first step. I'll, let's say I, I move to Ukraine. I don't know anybody. Or I move to a city. I don't know anybody. Right. I'll go to the club, wherever I think is popular, I'll ask around who is popular. I go to that club. I'll then meet the uh, promoter at that place or I'll just look for which guy is seating people at tables. I'll go talk to that guy, buddy up with him a little bit. He probably doesn't have time to talk with me much, but I'll ask him, uh, you know, how does it work if they do comps? I have a lot of girls I want to bring out. Um, I know a lot of girls here. I don't. I just moved here, but you know, in this. But I'm going to make it up sure. and say, uh, you know, what can you do for me and see if he'll get me a comp, see if he'll just get me at my own free table. Never as good. Usually you get one bottle minimum. Sometimes I'll kick you out, uh, before the club closes for a paying customer, but it's something. It's some kind of cool deal I can get. Right. Yeah. There now I'm on a mission to actually deliver what I just told this guy. So I use my court approach skills and I just find six girls or 10 girls and I invite them all out for this whatever night out of the 10 girls, uh, five, uh, respond or three or five respond and they bring their friends. So now I'm out with like 15. Right. And then I tell the guy like, yo, I got 15 girls with me. And he's like, you're amazing. That's cool. Now all of a sudden his eyes perk up a little bit and he's like, all right, this is actually you got to know. And then if he runs events and does stuff, I might try to befriend him. I might try to hook him up with one of the girls or get his type. Um, If he's busy, then whatever. And for some guys it ends there. But as I keep bringing these girls out to out for other events, what I want to hear from them is what parties are they going to? Who are the main guys they know that have the best events and, and fun times? And that's when the girls are like, you should meet uh my buddy, um Eric. You know, like, uh, Eric is big into the nightlife scene and he always has a big entourage and he's always, so I'm like, yeah, introduce me to Eric. And all of a sudden you meet Eric and like, oh, Eric owns a promotion company out here. And I'm like, Eric, you know, I don't want any money, but if I bring X amount of girls out, can I, you know, let's, let's party together. Let's, you know, do whatever. He's like, yeah, pregame at my place. I'm like, in, now I'm in. Great. And you got to yep. do a few meetings. And all of a sudden Eric, uh, has like private parties. And then who are these other guys at these private parties? Right. they know there's somebody so now i meet them like oh yeah i run my promotions company i'm a i'm one of the hosts at the top club i'm a fucking and now all of a sudden you start realizing okay these are different guys in the circle even if it's a competitor they'll still go to each other's things because they all run within the same circles right so that's what's funny in san diego i'm friends with people the there's like five group night access party authority dj here I think DJ is part of five. So I'm friends with like all these different guys different, all these different companies. but I just go wherever.
0: And you know, uh, it's funny. I saw that that Facebook post with uh, Enrique, and he's Enrique, pretty, yeah. he's pretty well connected in the nightlife scene. Um, yep. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but you know when I was partying in San Diego, I was you know a lot of time going out with him. Um, how'd you meet him? Same sort of deal.
1: I, actually, he uh, contacted me from this podcast. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, you he heard the podcast, the last one yeah and he messaged me and he's like yo i want to um hit you up and, and he actually came out to one of my boot camps and had a, you know had a great time and i'm like dude i want to i want to get personal training i'm too fat like he's like i got you, you know? so <laughs> nice. he's becoming friends and he's a, he's a really great guy and that's a beautiful thing about all this stuff is like we're you know being introduced and meeting people uh you never would have met even just through this podcast and it just builds up that circle
0: Oh, that's cool. I was wondering, because I was like, well, I not know how those guys met, but <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Got
1: it. You, Enrique. What's up, buddy?
0: <laughs> he actually, um, he, he, it, never, it never happened, but he had a couple of buddies that wanted to come on one of the Maldives trips. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So they didn't end up coming, but uh, it's just when you're in that kind of small world of partying, you mm-hmm. know, everyone kind of knows everyone. Uh, but I love that the way you broke it down just now. Um, and then after that, it's basically, you know, you're constantly being invited to things.
1: Yeah, but now now you're cemented. I call it just getting cemented in, which means you, you put the FaceTime in. Everybody knows you. People are hopefully talking uh, well about you. But now it now becomes Social Circle game is basically now a game of politics. Right. You've got to know like what, how your reputation is, what your perception is. You have to, but it, starting it is a bitch. You know, it takes a lot of energy and work and it's, it's tiring. You know, I explained to some people and like, that sounds exhausting. Like, <laughs> I know it's exhausting and spending the rest of your life going out every night trying to meet, talk to a girl, right like you know I could go to an event any night of the week and have a date or have an event to go to and meet five girls just by default without trying yeah. with one yeah, it's all warm leads, it's no. all introduction, and it's where you get the most gorgeous women don't want to meet some random guy in a you probably can't even get access to them right yeah, you, can. you can't even get near them, so like if you really want more attractive women, if you want to make this so much easier, it's a thousand times easier. Not looking okay, at maybe a thousand, but it's so much easier being introduced to a girl and to go, Oh, you're a somebody and we have mutual friends. You're not a, some crazy potential killer rapist dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have credibility. It's just so much more powerful than I'm trying to start a conversation from scratch. Cold approach can be um, a lot more entertaining. Yeah, I'll give code approach that, and I still like it. It's fun and entertaining and whatever, but it's just when it comes to effectiveness, it's 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 a joke.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. How do you balance your social circle with work? I struggled with that quite a bit last year.
1: Oh, <laughs> I was, oh my god, great question.
0: Yeah, because so, it really can, and I've seen it happen to so many guys where you know they build their social circle, and then all of a sudden they're partying. Four or five days a week. Um, yeah. spending blowing a lot of money even though you're getting comped mainly, but you're still spending money. Ubers, right? You yeah. Know, no, true. Like and comp stuff
1: and you yeah. wanna go off and buy uh buy a shot, you know, and isolation, and you're gonna want it. yeah, there's all I mean, it's it's so ridiculous how much money you're saving with parting compared to like what other guys are spending, but at the same time by doing it so much, the little things do they do add up. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like that's just that's that just how it goes. Um, I was bad this weekend, but it was one of the main guys who um, I'm friends with and who's you know the head of party authority here. Uh, it was his birthday weekend, so I was out Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then Sunday I had uh some girls over and we just like went to the hot tub and it was more of like a just rest day for me. But other than this weekend, it wasn't too balanced. But before that, I'll just limit myself to like all right, one or two of these events. Or if I'm going to the events, it also, I make it like a work thing. So like, even last night at the end, I had, um, uh, two girls in my roommate, you know, we went to the, we went to the hot tub, but I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I, I'm reading one of the books that I on my to-do list to read. I just took it and I was anti-social. I read, I'm like, look, I'm here. I'm with you guys, but this is on my to-do list. I want to read this book. I got to get this through. I'm going to get through this. Uh, I'll do like a Facebook live or I'll do something or maybe I'll try to record some kind of content while I'm in the social circle. I try to, make it work when i can yeah. uh about it but at the end of the day it's just the thing that saved me the most um is is uh google calendar Like yeah. i know what i have to do i know my my things i have to get done and so if i want to go party and do other sh- other shit i just do what's front i do front loading which means i do all the work straight up um as much as i can early on so i don't have to worry about stuff later on in the week I do, it's just scheduling time for it that's a yeah. big thing I have to do with my guys. A lot of people think all I'm teaching is, um, flirty pickup lines. Really. A lot of times it's just how to be organized, how to manage your time, how to, um, use different tools to, you know, stay on top of things. But Yeah. yeah, it's very easy to get sucked into a party lifestyle, especially when it's the first time you're experiencing it. You're like, fuck everything else. This is amazing. It becomes like a drug. Totally.
0: Yeah. That's the, uh, you know, the, great thing about social circle but also a danger the nice thing about san diego is people have mainly normal uh kind of like working lives there it's not yeah. like la when i was living in la and doing a lot of partying you know everyone in la is industry and no one has a nine to five in la so you know the the better club nights are tuesday wednesday monday it's <laughs> 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 just like and then the weekend comes and there's more shit. It
1: it just yeah. that was my life when I was in Vegas. I did the social circle in Vegas. Oh Vegas. Yeah. But um I would not be able to do what I'm doing now, like like running the business. Like thankfully when I was doing social circle in Vegas, I was just a coach for another company. Yeah. So I just did my calls, done. Now I can go out and go play and go crazy. But um that would be so dangerous now 'cause it's it's non stop, never ending all the time. Like I'm glad I can, you know, focus on work here and and get that done but, but yeah i mean that that's the other reason why i love what i've you know what i was able to create and, and do with social circle influence um because i did it in miami on a small scale and i was like okay that, that's where i figured it out and i'm like cool it, it works then i went to vegas and i'm like whoa this is intense but i made it work in vegas not stop free shit tons of girls out all, you know crazy party connecting with the key guys but i'm like maybe vegas is uh just made for that shit you know so i'm going to okay. san diego nice chill place boom nope san diego boat parties and clubbing stuff again and have the crazy house partying connections i'm like no nah, this works anywhere yeah <laughs> it's, it just works anywhere so I've, I've done it i've taken over three cities at this point um uh, i'm pretty sure of it the only the only test left would be like doing it in uh wicket kansas or something like really <laughs> but even then i'm sure there's some guy who has house parties or knows the most people you know yeah
0: I mean, if there's a nightclub in the city, then there's got to be something, right?
1: Even if there's a thing, if it's just a play, all you need is a guy who knows everyone and wants to do a thing. Even if it's like, let's hang out in a barn. I don't care where you are. If you're in Alabama, we're (laughs) going to go, we're going to go to the Creek. Like, that's just a thing now. And now you're part of that social circle. And like, that's, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. I like how you broke it down. That was really good. Um, And it's true. You could just dump you anywhere and and do it. Same thing (laughs) I did. and, and in
1: Ukraine, like, come
0: on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Ukraine's Ukraine's great because not only is it small knit and kind of like you mentioned, but anyone who's an English speaker, you know, right off the bat that they're probably pretty interesting. Um, that's yeah. in the scene, anyways, um, and just the fact if that they're they, if they're in that party scene and they and they're not from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. there's a pretty high chance that they're pretty interesting and cool to get there in the first place because
1: do the ukrainians know english too or now?
0: no they do but i'm talking like a native english speaker an, oh, expat, okay. an expat
1: someone from so so the, the moment i'm there just like, by just because i speak english fluently in first language or is going to be like oh wait, he's interesting well if, if you're
0: in that once you kind of get into that first or second level of partying yeah. Yeah. no any i mean if you're just an English speaker, you're just an asshole tourist, right? But once, ah. <laughs> not not from that spot. But once you get to know some of the other promoters, bring some girls exactly. immediately. When you bring some girls, you're,
1: you're up there. Funny how that works. That's universal language.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. Fuck. You got to come out, man. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun.
1: I think October We can we can just plan it out and um. I was gonna do one week Oktoberfest, but um maybe we we'll just do a second week and I'll have to figure out how I get my calls done and I don't know. It's it's like, how do you a... how do you deal with the, the time difference and all that?
0: Well it's it's you know eight thirty PM here. So what's at Ten thirty AM your time. Yeah. So I'm ten hours ahead. And I just schedule all my calls for the evenings, Monday through Thursday, basically. And uh so would it
1: be like your morning? You no, like my morning?
0: my evening. So I would same time as it is now. Your morning, right? So you. The darn guys working in the morning, like. Sometimes before they start work, right? If I jump on a call with someone at seven a.m. their time, it's five p.m. for me.
1: Oh, I see. So they got to wake up before they start the day, and I get you.
0: Occasionally, I can do it the other way, where it's later, right? So if I do ten p.m. their time, it's eight a.m. for me. That works too. So either early or really late. It is tough though. If that ten-hour time difference is.
1: Yeah, but that's so like six or seven p.m. Like the golden when they go home. That's like middle of the night for you. That's like three a.m. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, shit. That's so <laughs> rough. So yeah, it's gonna have to be morning or bust. Yeah. Yeah, because I hate
0: to wake up early to to have calls, but I don't know. That's yeah, who-
1: yeah. I wonder. I wonder who does that. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, oh, God, I got, I got the call thing. A- <laughs> the girl's face, too, last night, she's like, why are you leaving the house? Like, why are you We're going in early? It's like 11 o'clock. And I'm like going to bed or like getting ready for it. And I'm like, you don't understand. I got a podcast with a guy in Ukraine early in the morning. What? What the fuck? What's a podcast? And yeah. where is Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, where is Ukraine? What are you talking about? I'm like, it's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the times, that's, that's the only uh, thing that messes with me. I could, I could probably do it. Um, late. You're, yeah, you're late. It's tough for over. the
0: group thing. If you have your group call, you might have to wake up and, and do that. You know, Just bite the bullet, wake up at 5am. I've done it. You know, sometimes people are like, Oh, sorry. It's gotta be 6pm. My time. I'm like fuck, it's 4am for me. All right, whatever. Sometimes those are the best calls though. Cause you're up, you know, totally. Every, everyone else is asleep. It's totally peaceful. Um,
1: uh, or you just don't go to sleep.
0: Yeah, that too. Keep
1: going like, all right, well, we're, <laughs> we're not going to see through. that. We're we're doing it.
0: You play through. Speaking of partying, that's. I knew I had to scale back when I was basically every time I'd go out to party, I'd play through, meaning I'd party the next night as well without sleeping, and mm-hmm. um, that's when I knew, all right, gotta gotta scale back. But the weirdest thing happened. Like, I don't know. I think it was three or four months ago. I just started getting these just deathly hangovers, and now. I just can't do it, which is great. It's like my body was like, "Fuck you." There's no more partying for two straight nights in a row and staying up. Um, you can party for one night. Sleep.
1: I've heard of stuff like like charcoal. I'm, I'm starting to think to get like there's like charcoal or the hydration. I see like ads for stuff where it's like if you drink this before or then you get no hangovers. I'm like,
0: I just drink less and try to. I don't know. I've been trying to not drink at all, but
1: same. Yeah, I've been. I've, I've been doing uh I went, I w- want to do like a two month no drink challenge. And then I'm like, well, this is just, this is really not part. I did it for like two weeks, but I'm like, I can do it. It's, it's just, it's like tactically hurt. Like I'm not beneficial. not explaining all the time and, and, um, right. Things like that's celebratory. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to limit it. I'm just a, a challenge to just not get drunk. And I've been sticking with that one.
0: Yeah. I'm that's, like, that's a better way to it, think. I think. Cause yeah. when you're out with your friends and you refuse a shot or right. they, like, you're, you're hurt not hurt drinking, or, They're just like, what the fuck, man?
1: Right. But if I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not gonna like. Let's do another one. Let's like. Yeah. It's like I. Nah. That's what I'm doing lately. Is I'm just limiting to the point where I'm like, I just don't want to be drunk. I want to be aware of everything and um, be good. And if I don't, if I don't need to drink, but I just don't anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, so I've been yeah, I've been getting better with that. I had uh, I was on one of of the boat parties here, and I just got hammered, and I barely like. Remembered some of the end of it. And it was it was just like got too ridiculous, and I'm like, I don't, I want to be able to be in control of everything now, especially because you know I'm teaching this stuff, I want to know exactly what's going on, what I'm doing, and not just be all you know silly and goofy. Yeah. um There's a time and place for that, and that's fine. But I feel like I, I missed out on on murky things just from a business angle. So I'm like, you know what, I don't, I don't need that shit. Yeah. And I want I want to lose some uh, L B. That's why I'm. You Enrique. So it's my whole challenge of eating. doing my meal prep, go into the, you know, go to the gym twice, uh, two or three times a week, and limiting drinking now.
0: Have you tried intermittent fasting?
1: I have, but I never give it a full fair shot. So I definitely need to start that up. Dude, you should fucking do that it. Means- it's been, it's been
0: amazing. I've been doing it now for about, about five weeks, and I took two weeks off when I was right. traveling in Italy and Greece. Uh, Last when is your
1: window, personally?
0: Well, I started. I I interviewed this guy on my podcast a long time ago. Uh, Jay Campbell, who's okay. like a testosterone replacement therapy guy, um, older guys in great shape. Um, he has a book called the Blowtorch um, Blowtorch Intermittent Fasting Diet or whatever. Um, that might I might have botched the title, but Jay Campbell. And one of my clients did it, and he was 45, 47, and he got absolutely shredded. He's like, dude, I didn't even follow it that closely. Like I did a good job of doing the fast, but my diet wasn't that clean. Um, he's Perfect. like, I didn't drink, you know, or I limited my drinking severely. But basically I just, you know, the the whole idea of intermittent fasting is you try to go 16 plus hours without consuming any calories. You can have black yep. coffee, you can have tea, but zero, you know, there's like two or three calories in black coffee, but nothing else. Because you even have like a bite of a crumb you break your fast and essentially what's happening during that fasting window. Once you hit that, like, you know, 16 hour Mark is your body just uses it's just burning fat. So it's one of the only diets they say where you can actually gain muscle and lose fat. And a lot of people are always like challenging
1: about that. So if you're, and, if you're doing it though, I'm just curious, like what time of day works for you? Cause you live the same kind of lifestyle I do. Yeah. How's so so like- I have,
0: I have a, this app on my phone. Um, I'll show you. It's it's here. It's called um, zero. I don't know if you guys can okay. see that there. The one in the middle there, zero, yep. and um, it's, a, it's just a super stupid simple app, and it just it's just a fasting timer. And it's amazing how effective this is because you want to eat, and then you look at the timer, you're like fuck, I fasted for four hours. I don't want to, you know, and it's it's eight thirty. I could eat a big meal, or I could just go to bed and wait. To eat lunch the next morning or lunch next you know, afternoon, um, but to answer your question, I basically go sixteen to eighteen, sometimes twenty hour windows. So, I mean, what what, what time of day do you allow yourself to eat? Oh, uh, basically between like ten eleven a.m. and four to six four to five p.m. I try oh, to okay. do I try to do a twenty hour fast each day, Monday through Friday, and then the weekend I don't do it. Um,
1: so, do you, I guess you're not counting alcohol when you go out at night or whatever.
0: I don't drink on those days either. So if you're fasting, you can't drink anything. Um, but on the weekend, I don't do it. On the weekend, oh, okay. I... Okay, so the weekend, yeah. you, you give up. Uh, yeah, there's, there's there's nothing on the weekend, right? It's just eat no. normal, drink normal, do whatever. But during the week, um, so I'll wake up, I'll you know go to the park, walk the dog, do some meditation, do a little journaling, just my morning routine, um, have some coffee, and... I usually won't get hungry until like, you know, I usually wake up around eight, but I'll start to get hungry around like 10 or 11. But I'll, you know, there's, there's some supplements you can take to help you as well. But I'll try to fight through to make sure I complete, you know, so I can go as long as possible to keep that fast going. But I usually eat around 11. And then it's challenging because you can, you need to consume enough calories for the day right but you only have 5 hours or 4 hours or 6 hours but i
1: get that i mean i could stuff myself around like even at 5 my biggest yeah. thing i might become a baby about is uh you know i ate at 5 now it's like 11 or midnight and i can't go to bed because i'm just starving
0: um i didn't really experience that i could always go to bed pretty easily um even even that's my
1: yeah, that's my thing
0: it was hard at, at first to to adjust to it but I, I there there's some pills that help you uh, you know deal with the hunger um, and
1: that in conjunction with coffee or tea I was if that's early, at night i mean I'm not, yeah. if I drink coffee at night then I'm not definitely not going to sleep
0: no right right, so I can sleep on coffee or tea for whatever reason, but you know certain types yeah. of tea not green tea or something with caffeine um, yeah, i'll put, you know what
1: i'll I'll play with it um but,
0: well, here's the thing it's Everyone I know that's done it has gotten shredded very quickly. I'm noticing huge results just from the short time I've been doing it. And the the greatest thing about it is it's so fucking easy. You just don't eat, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> <Is that all? laughs> Why did I think of this?
1: <laughs> like, all right, what's what's my diet plan? Oh yeah, I don't eat. Yeah, it's called don't eat. <laughs> called don't put the fo- put the fork down, <laughs> fatties. That, that's 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 the diet.
0: <laughs> but there's just something about. The, and what I love about it is when I when you do eat, you eat what the fuck you want for the most part. I mean, obviously, and it's be probably honest.
1: glorious. You're just like, oh my ah, god, you're so I'm hungry. So, so.
0: You're just like, oh, wow, this is great, right? Um, mm-hmm. and I it, it really speeds up. So if you're if if you're already kind you of
1: no, I'll I will start you know, it today. I already ate um my breakfast, whatever. But I'll make my last meal today at uh, you said five.
0: Start with a sixteen hour. Do sixteen eight, which is very easy, and then over time. Like just shorten that window. Um, yeah, 11 to seven is good. Uh, 10 to six, whatever, eight, eight hours is a, is a good place to start. Cause most people can kind of do that. And then you'll find like now I'm pretty comfortable doing 20 hours and four, you know, so cool. eat between 10 and two, I have a big meal at 10, another big meal at two, and then I'm done. Um, and I feel great. I have more energy working out at the end of the fast than I do.
1: Oh, yeah. That sounds like, do you work out before you, you break well, your fast or you work out after?
0: It depends on the workouts. So if you're doing heavy lifting days, you're not supposed to fast those days. Um, it's because you need the calories or whatever. Uh, if you're doing – I do sprints, which is a, a really great ab workout. Like of all the workouts for, for abs, sprinting is the best thing I've heard because um, it contorts your – abdomen forces either yeah,
1: that's what i'm ricky usually does i'm like just lifting random stuff and then on you know push-up position it's very um just getting me sweating and very uh
0: yeah circuit training you know, basically circuit
1: training yeah, yeah. So, so high intensity to do right before you eat
0: uh that's great to do on fast yeah okay. um i'm just
1: gonna, do, I'm gonna hate myself and be but maybe i'll be too uh too much in pain to be hungry so there you go
0: but the other thing is your my, my mental clarity is amazing during a fast too Like during that period when I'm hungry, I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to sit down and do work. And there's way less brain fog or ADD or whatever the fuck I have going through when I'm... There's uh, no name
1: for what you have, buddy.
0: (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I think uh, you'd adapt to it pretty fast and it's it's crazy how effective it works.
1: Well, all right. So I'm going to make two promises on this podcast. One is if anybody reaches out to me and says Robbie's name before August 5th, I will be uh, giving you my book for free, which I said, again, just add me on Facebook, Jared psych Lawrence. And next time I have to
0: extend that. Cause I don't think this will be released before August 5th.
1: All right. Well, all right, fine. If anybody just mentions <laughs> Robbie's name from this, okay, I'll, 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 I'll give it, I'll give it to you. It's fine. <laughs> and, um, what was he going to say? Yeah. So I mentioned Robbie's name for that. Just add me on Facebook. That's the easiest Jared psych Lawrence. Um, or you can email me. I'm guessing they'll be on the podcast. So I'll have a write up or something. Um, but yeah. My other, my other thing now is, yeah, like I'm going to start it today. So 7 o'clock in my window. Um, and next time I come on, I'm going to make sure I, I'm sticking to it until I we talk again. We'll see how yes. I do. I'll be a case start, study.
0: Start with the eight hour. And then and, and I'd recommend reading the book, too, to really understand all the... Because, I mean, I'm talking... I,
1: about I've I read the articles. I've talked to so many people on it. It's just... I, I understand it. It's just about doing it at this point. Okay. My friend did it, too. He got in really great shape. Um, I've just kind of been... I don't know. I, I, for whatever reason, I just haven't done it. But like after talking to him, I'm like, you know what? Why not? And I I love uh, influential principles. And one of them is commitment. So yeah. being on public right now, saying it here is, I know that's going to be a great way to motivate me to make sure I stick to it. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a little bitch when I come on next. I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I stopped. <laughs> so I, I love anything to do with influence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. Cool. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? How much more time do you have?
1: Um, about 10, 15 minutes.
0: There was, um, so here's something that's, that I spoke about recently, which is, which I think you'll have a lot to say about or something interesting Mm -hmm. to say. Um, I was messaging a friend earlier and he was watching my Instagram story from last night at the karaoke. Um, and he was talking about some girl that he's trying to give off the impression that he's like a good guy. Okay. And my response to him was, I don't think you necessarily want to do that. Like it's not the worst thing in the world to look like a fuck boy. And sure. when I say fuck boy, I don't mean douchebag. I mean, fuck boy versus a player. So a player okay. is a negative stigma because they're playing, they're manipulating their kind of cheating the system or they're right. they're making a woman feel like they're in it for the long term, but really they just want to play around and be casual versus right. a fuck boy. Like girls fuck fuck boys because they're probably fun to fuck and it's they know they're simple and fun. It's casual, totally casual, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So I'm using it in a kind of a positive light here. And I like to even advertise myself as a fuck boy because that yeah. allows me to... <laughs> you know it really gives girls a accurate depiction of who i am and and the the main point about it is it does a lot to reduce jealousy on the back end after sure. i do hook up with girls and especially in social circle right you're kind of everyone's hooking up with everyone yep. and like no one's got time for the jealousy crap um especially in you know depending on the social circle um I know you, so
1: <laughs> I know that's probably also the case. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I <laughs> might have a slight man-whore reputation I got to <sighs> play around with, but it, it does help in terms of the jealousy and all that kind of stuff. And you also would become the guy that some girls want to tame, so that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, the, the problem I used to have was either breaking girls' hearts because I was, you know, being a player, or having to explain to them, like, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. But now that's just totally, I, I never have to have those conversations, ever. Because every girl knows that, you know, obviously Robbie is just man whore. and that's, yeah, that's a man whore thing. Concept.
1: I also always kind of really pre-frame it a lot, too, is like, I really like enjoy you as a friend. You just happen to be a friend I'm attracted to. Like, right. there's there's a sexual thing here, but we are friends friend. And no matter what, this can't ruin a friendship. I love, like, the friends with benefits framing as well. Mm-hmm. it's like that you know no matter what i value as this this is just something fun we could do as well why not yeah that's the girls i'm actually friends with if it's just early on we don't know it's like no we're just i'm not doing anything boyfriend or, or players like taking them on dates or doing anything like romantic it's more of just you know when a party scene together like what do you expect
0: exactly <laughs> and how are the how are the girls in san diego I've, i haven't been back in the u.s in, in so long um I'm so used to kind of like Ukrainians and Eastern European girls who have a girls are either like very, very open-minded or very not open-minded. It's very, you know, the big polarity yeah, traditional versus crazy party. And I'm obviously connected with the crazy party end of people. Um,
1: I think the girls here are, are like more mid. I mean, there's a whole thing where I'm, you know, talking to everybody and they, they see me, my views on open relationships. Right. And I have, you know, every now and then goes like, oh, I couldn't do that. But I think the majority are always like interested or like, you know what? Yeah, I would like to know more about that. I could see that. Um, So in that sense, they're like open. I, I remember I was on the boat and I had like five of them around and I was teaching about open relationships and how to make it work. And they were like, hang on every word about it. Like they were super curious and interested. It wasn't like, oh my God, that's fucked up. That's stupid. So right. they're definitely open minded. Um, They're not always like all about party scenes. Like they always want to go to an event. But um, you know, because it's not like the Vegas thing or where it's that's all we do. Like they all have like a normal job. They got to go back to you know do other other things as well. And it's not as free love, so to speak. Although you know, it's not as um, you know hook like up the on the top of the going hat. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, of, yeah, it's not like Vegas, whatever. It's it's more of be seen, be around, you know, a, a few times, and then you get the feeling with with the girl, or she gets to film with you or dance with you and then you just need logistics, right? Yeah. But um, what I'm learning, I'm realizing, and I noticed this maybe with San Diego, I actually noticed with Vegas, and so I'm curious what your take on this. The top, top naturals, not like guys who studied uh, pickup seduction or, or you know stuff that we did, Yeah. but the top naturals that I'm seeing when they're all around these girls in social circle, uh, a natural is not for quote approach, like naturals when it comes to social circle. Right um like the top promoters and shit they i never see him making out with the girls
0: never in, yeah. in the
1: group, never oh,
0: and, and they're never touching girls either girls are constantly touching them right um like in,
1: put the, they might they might put their arm around it or like like whisper it, right. like
0: I mean, I mean initiating touch they're not yeah, like running around like like but girls no, are no
1: having, the girl the girl yeah. comes and hugs them yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so i'm like i'm watching this so yeah i'd like to this is something i haven't even fully figured out yet i'm i have ideas and theory that i would love to like share them with you and go into that as well because I think they understand or everybody really understands the power of discretion and yeah. they don't want to be seen by it. And I fucked that up because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm still like, corporate, but I'm like, Oh, I'll make out with you or whatever. And then after I made out with like three or four girls, the guys uh, being a man, think, but, but some of the girls were like, Oh no, like we, she saw you making out with blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and it goes with the whole man whore frame. Right. Right. And then yeah. I'm like, huh. So that's I, I'm, I'm like normally you know making out with a girl is, is amazing and it's it's great in that moment and whatever but now i'm like oh yeah it's not really that discreet mm-hmm. and now she might get by some more because other people might judge her and it might become a whole thing so what's your take on that with social circle because i'm realizing they never escalate they never really um make out it's always like get back to after party and then disappear in a room with them
0: yeah that's been exactly my uh experience you know very they don't and I actually had to adopt those principles. I was kind of like you in the beginning where I right. you know, was, you know, dabbling, making out, doing whatever I could, right? Oh, she wants to make yeah. out. Margaret, why not? Right? Make this out their we do it. Three girls at one time. Why not? Like, right. But then the problem is you start, you, you got the high fiver guys that see you and then they come over and then they want to meet you and they want to like, you know, exchange contacts. So then you got to deal with those idiots. Those are like mm. the most annoying guys. I constantly get guys who are like, like the high fiver guys. Oh, you like like randoms, random dudes who are like, they see me partying with a bunch of girls, they see me making out with some girls or whatever, and they're like, oh, like I want to meet this guy. And where are you
1: doing? Because usually I'm doing like stuff like at I got a table or something where they can't even get to me.
0: In Ukraine, there's not like uh, you there's
1: know over no, stuff. Oh, okay.
0: It, it's it's not so much like I mean it's it's kind of like that, but not like. There's, Got you. You don't really have the the kind of like guarded off areas. You don't have the uh, oh,
1: that yeah, that'd be awful annoying. I, I'm I'm yeah. Brugier, I Gets used to like Vegas, Miami, San Diego roped off sections.
0: Right. Yeah. They don't really have that here. It's like either you're in the club or you're not.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um.
0: And but that I mean, there's not a lot of riffraff at the club either, so it's not that big of a deal. Sure. But you do get those annoying type of fanboys. When okay. you dabble in that behavior so that's that was one annoying thing about it, and then yeah, the other thing was just the discretion, and uh I was realizing how it would occasionally cock block me or girls would you know see that going on, they'd be
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know less uh it would just cause some problems so
1: i now like i basically i don't do anything <laughs> it's like it, that's how, that's how I've been leading the last the month or so, I've just been um. With, this new, with some of the new circles, uh, with one with one guy, doesn't matter. We just go to his place and we just crush and have uh, fun. He did not give a shit. But yeah. um, with the, some one of the new circles I'm in, I was noticing and it, it like dawned on me. And yeah, I'm just like I'm, I have a hard rule now. I'm like just no kissing in field until uh, back and or you or you're making sure that you're isolated. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's good. I'm not the only one who's seen this or noticing this.
0: No, it's definitely that's and. All of my promoter friends that are naturals, it was same deal. I would never see them ever make out with girls in clubs or, or do anything super over the top physically. And, yeah. uh
1: but yeah, it's always behind closed doors.
0: Yeah, after yeah, after party wherever, mm-hmm. but never at the club because it's just you know, like I think to a girl, to the hottest girls, like it's a sign of you know they see a guy making out in the club. It's almost like, all right, cool. We can make out in a club, but the guys at the very, very top would never do that because it's just too, it's too flaunty. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I can definitely see that. It's um, and they're not there for anything. They're, they're there to see me. seeing it. it's not like making out. It's like you don't want to be, uh, talked, you know, talked about like that in, in that way. You know, you want to be, um, the ones talking. <laughs> I, I don't know right. how to explain it. Like everybody, everybody's like. You don't want to be the the on the news the social the social yeah. forecast today. Johnny and Sarah have been making out of blah, blah, blah. it's like no <laughs> fuck that,
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. No, there's so much stuff we could. I had to make a list for the next time we talk about all the little tiny, nuanced things that you see in social circle and out in it's, the nightlife. It's
1: great, and it's it's yeah. and it's clearly like you know difference or like um, another rule I'm having now is, is the amount of messages or texting i do for meeting up with them so it used to be just like oh i'm always offering fun shit cool party free table free drink whatever but then um i realized i start they started tapering off and get, just get less responses and, and i was not understanding i'm like i'm always giving these girls values what the hell why they're not appreciative and then i'm like wow you know what i'm actually never texting them just to say hi
2: mm-hmm. like
1: as a friend just And right. i'm like all right for every time i do an invite text i need to do at least two report texts yeah to just like catching up with you how you doing, that kind of stuff yeah that made it amazingly better you know
0: for sure yeah because then they just feel like you're you know because i'm sure they have other people uh, other promoters in their phone too right doing that Mm -hmm. they're gonna go who whatever they have the most connection with
1: and and, but it was so counterintuitive i'm always like i have these great things going on but all it really takes and not even like a a over-the-top playful that you could do that too but just sometimes like hey think about you how how have you been yeah you know like Um,
0: it kind of goes against the all the rules of texting. called approach. approach, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never text a Monday and like, "Hey, how you been?" Right? Versus yeah. that's what you have to text when you're.
1: Like, <laughs> when you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> supposed to be friends here, you know? Right. Like, and if you're your trying face. to
0: be too flirty, you just look like the guy in the club making out. Same exactly. sort of. Exactly. So any sort of game is over, game, in a sense.
1: So that's, that's the thing. It's it's a reteaching of you know. Of Ascent, and for guys who really go down hard what they see on YouTube as what code approaches or like mimic other these these info videos and stuff, like when they want to take to the next level and go with uh so circle, they are just screwed because yeah. now they're just over the top crazy doing cr- you know ridiculous stuff that most guys are gonna friend and you see these same guys you bring them in a social situation or social circle situation like oh here, I'm gonna to use my friends and they lock up they don't know how to behave at all these these guys who are supposedly all like Mr you know, social freedom, don't give dude, care, I've, they can do whatever. I've, they, they I've, shit I've, themselves. Yeah.
0: I won't name any names, but big dating coaches that have thousands of thousands of subscribers on YouTube, I've coached yeah. to like untrain their pickup shit. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, it's I get so... it. The handful of these guys have like big names have way bigger followings than me. They're like, dude, I want to do what you're doing. I'm like, all right, you need coaching, man, because you're... Yeah. This You're shit doing doesn't work in in social circle. You're just like a pickup. Yeah, you
1: know? no. but there is a way you can. So that's that's one of the key things, I guess. I mean, I know I know we're, you know, we're going to be wrapping up stuff, but I uh, I really want to stress to the listeners out there, like you can have both. You can have all of it. Like you should be getting your fundamentals down, and not eliminate all social awkwardness. That's step one. Yeah. Step two, you should know how to cold approach and take things from meat to sex or relationship. Um, how to make that work off a cold approach. It's just the way of going about it in a effective way. Uh, that's also going to be good training for when you start doing social circle. It's like how to meet girls, attract them, create a connection and create sexual arousal as a normal, cool human dude, not as some like ridiculous out there person (laughs) who has to like do all this high risk, high reward maneuvers and get blown out, you know, 50 times before one drunk girl says yes. Like, that's not what it should be about anyways, right? Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I teach, and again, with my book, um, I go over exactly how to do that. I, I go step by 15 steps through the attraction ladder. Um, So I'm really about that. I'm obviously, you know, Rob and I, we were obviously really about social circle and, and learning that elements of social influence. And from there... For, um,
0: of, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but the, uh, I think it's an important point for... Me, I think for you, and I know for a lot of guys too. You know, when I started, I was just so fucking shy and boring, yes, and I had to, I had to do social freedom. I had to do cold approach and turn myself into someone who was actually fun. Um, yep. <laughs> and then
1: I became that was thing Not taught to us back then. No one taught fun. Yeah, no, definitely. We were not. intriguing. <laughs> we were interesting. No, no one was fun. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: you have to first become like, you know, not a fucking boring, shy, you know, raging dork, nice guy. Yep. And then, but usually you go too far in the end, other end of the spectrum and you become the dancing monkey um, right. or like just too old douchebag, too over the top. Then you got to scale that back. And, and then <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a crazy kind of roller coaster. It's a, a
1: pendulum j- effect. You're trying to find that sweet yeah. spot where right you exactly. are in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah so you know for guys listening, it's like, yeah, if you're boring, like that obviously <laughs> you got to do something about that first, but then you got to be careful not to swing too far
1: and and when you do swing too far it's not it's not a death sentence. you' just got to understand that you swung too far and swing it back yeah and that's the last thing uh the point I was about to make before is when I'm coaching my guys or you know, I'm, I don't even like to say coaching anymore coaching is just a guy who tells you what to do. Yeah. I really mentor them. I they have daily access to me. We do weekly calls. I come up with custom game plans every month with them. I am like I wanna be everybody's big brother if they're in my program and I actually be a real mentor, someone who's hands up. We were talking about that on, on the business end, you know, the difference between these big coaches out there giving us advice or like having a mentor, like an actual person who's looking out for you and, and helping you you can talk to, right? So that's what and having my mentor like gave me that that notion of I don't want to be a coach. I want to be a mentor. I want to be that guy that's like, I got you and we're right. doing this together as a team and whatever. But the number one thing that I see almost nobody teaching or nobody talking about when it comes to learning attraction, flirting influence is no one really talks about how to learn it. Mm-hmm. They're teaching it, but they're not teaching people how to learn it in the first place. So all this content is sometimes is gold and it's incredible. But there's a reason I would say like 95% of guys who get into this into this realm, they get they get some result. Everybody get they get an the initial boost and gets a little you know, gets better, but then they almost 95% of them plateau and don't hit their goals. And that's because I, I truly feel it comes down to they don't know what it takes and what it means to be successful, to have a success mindset of the obsession of the fun. And so I, I go over 15 different mantras. And mindsets that I feel forget game and and women and all that. I feel it makes you successful at anything. And that's something I drill in and I train my guys so that they realize that they're having problems learning this stuff. I, it's so funny. I just go, mantra number seven, mantra number 10, mantra three, and be like, (laughs) oh shit, yeah, you're right. Like, you're not doing it. You're not following that mantra. If you're following that mantra, this won't be a problem. Right. And it's like, that's what it takes to succeed. And something I want to make sure every guy gets that helps with business. It helps with. All areas of life—it's universal um, stuff, I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. It's like I mean, like mantra number one is like get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be understanding you're trading comfort for empowerment. You right. Know? Mantra number two, I think, was uh like it's it's all a game. Treat yeah. it as a game. There's rules, there's structure. Uh, you know, don't worry so much about it. It's it's, it's make believe. You're going into the matrix, whatever. Just treat it like a game, so you can navigate it. I mean, and it, it goes on, but that's uh. That's a huge element I feel is missing in this in this industry.
0: Yeah, I agree for sure. And so, guys, want to find out more? Modernflirting.com.
1: Yep, modernflirting.com. They can add me on Facebook, Jared Psych Lawrence. P.S.Y.C.H. You can also just email me if you want. Old fashioned email, psych and modernflirting.com. Yeah, Uh, get his book, guys. Book. Uh, yeah, you, if you, if you want to buy it then go it's on amazon psychology of modern flirting <laughs> uh but if you want to if you want to message me and have a free strategy session i'll just talk to you see what's holding you back more than happy to do that for any of robbie's guys so uh just message me i'm pretty easy to talk to
0: awesome dude it's been great as always and uh I'm sure we'll do it again in a few weeks yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I'm down. I really want to iron out uh, some October 1st best
0: All right. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.